high in the night sky as wispy clouds drift across its face. Below, a hulking beast trods over the moors or through a swamp or some backcountry road or a New York publishing house. Yeah, I mean, all this stuff sounds pretty creepy, but it can also fall pretty flat. I'm Mike Hickey, and I love werewolf movies, despite the fact that most of them are kind of bad. So as I get ready to make one with Josh Gowdy and Mike Fardy, we thought it would be good to revisit as many as we can and see what works, what doesn't, what to homage, and what to avoid. Join us as we suffer through a century of werewolf cinema and try to learn from its mistakes. Get ready for the That's Lunacy podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to not really the first episode, but almost the first episode of That's Lunacy, a new podcast in which we watch a bunch of werewolf movies and try to figure out how to make one that doesn't suck. Uh, I'm Mike Hickey. I am joined by, I don't know, I can't point to you guys in like any kind of order. Uh, the other Mike. Hi, I'm Mike Fardy. I'm an improviser and a comedian and a podcaster, and I'm hoping to, I don't know what, direct this this eventual werewolf movie that we make. Yeah, that was. I mean, that's that's been the, the original thing was I was I was like it, it's gone through so many things. We also have Josh here. Hi, Josh. Before we. Hi, how are you? Uh, it, it's gone through a bunch of weird things, and I don't like you know we haven't really discussed those what what everything is now or whatever. But yeah, like that that was the last the last iteration where we actually like tried to get this made was I was going to produce you were going to direct a script Josh wrote based on a story that I gave him a while ago. Um, this already we have feels like really sixty op- werewolf movies to watch before we have to make any firm hard decisions on that stuff anyway. So <laughs> yeah, it all might we got, change. We've got a lot to get through, but yeah, it was. I had started writing a werewolf movie uh, called Hit and Run for Your Life. It was like the first screenplay I wrote. It was thirty pages, which is a horrible length for a screenplay. Um, and then I could either make it a feature or a short, because um, thirty is kind of a long short and it's kind of useless. So um, I decided to try to make a feature. I made a very bad feature. I renamed it Lunacy. Um, and I, I wrote it and then I was like, Josh, make it better. And I gave it to Josh and he did. Um, but we're still not like where we like a hundred percent where we want to be with it. And, uh, and then me and you made a movie together and we decided that we, like, we wanted to make more things together. And, uh, now the three of us have been kind of like picking at this in the background for like what, three years, I think now, three or four. <laughs> and so, and Josh is really nervous. Uh, if anybody, uh, is watching the YouTube version of this. Uh, Josh is just nodding. Uh, the audio version, it doesn't really play as well, Josh. Um, <laughs> I'm too scared to eat so much as breathe. I've brought about an hour of technical problems into this already. So. Josh, Josh's wife, we're we're over. We're doing this over uh, like a video conference call, and so uh, Josh's Wi-Fi has been giving us grief, but um, it seems to be working all right now, so you can talk. Don't worry about it, man. All right, um, we'll soldier on. But yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be fun. We decided like one of the things that we did was a few years ago we went out and rented a cabin and the three of us just kind of hung out and watched a bunch of werewolf movies, and uh, just made fun of them the whole time. And we said then like we should probably do like a podcast at some point where we just talk through werewolf movies like that'd be really fun. And then nothing kind of came of the movie for a while, and we went well. What if we like did that as a way to not only like learn from all the werewolf movies and pick them apart and dissect them and figure out what works and what doesn't. But also like maybe people will listen and like it and go, I want to see a movie those guys make. And then we get to make a werewolf movie. Yeah. We're going to not so much rely on like marketing or a poster or anything to get you to watch this movie, but we're going to slowly grow on you (laughs) over like two years of watching movies 
And then, then, then we'll all be like best friends. You're going to have watched all these movies with us and you're going to be like, I trust their taste, except for probably mine. If you came here like loving werewolf movies, you're going to be like, why is he involved? He wants to pat all of the werewolves and it's <laughs> <laughs> just much more like, yeah, I, th- I think my my priorities might uh, might mess you up, but we'll w- we're going to win you over. We're going to grow on you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun. I mean, I love werewolf movies, despite most werewolf movies. If you heard our teaser, which might also be the preamble to this, I don't know if I'm going to plug that in at the top. Maybe I will. Who knows? Um, but it's like I love werewolf movies, despite the fact that most of them are really bad. <laughs> Um, I love, like, there's certain parts of them I like. There's certain parts of all of them I like. There's parts of, of, of all of them I don't like. Um, and so I just, you know, as we try to figure out what works and what doesn't, I thought, like, yeah, it'd be really kind of a fun way for us to kind of all dissect them, figure out what we like, what we want to homage, all, all, the, all that good stuff, I think. Um, Can I just say uh-huh. that I was thinking about this this morning, and I don't understand why werewolves are so tricky to make into a good movie. Because my biggest thing with uh, even most horror films is that um, they sort of, because they're supernatural, they come in and they say, hey, we have our own rules. All the characters are going to play by our rules. And then they sort of break them. But werewolves are so easy. They're like the, they're like a transformer. It's like your wolf or your person. And then that's it. Like there's not a lot of extra rules going on. You you know, Dracula can turn into a bat, turn into a wolf, drink your blood, hypnotize you. Werewolf is just, it's just wolf or person. Like this, that's it. And it just seems like it should be a lot simpler to turn that into something really fun and enjoyable to watch. You know, you know, Josh. When you say it that way, I I kind of worry that maybe you weren't the right person to write this movie. <laughs> you're, fair, fair. you're just blowing up the subjects of just it's you know, a wolf or you're not. There's there's nothing interesting else going on in these. Um, but no, I mean, I don't know. Like I, that's kind of the whole point here, right? Is that it? Like it, it's a trope that works really well when it works really well, and it works really badly when it doesn't. And um, in terms of of allure, there there's. Uh, I mean, a lore, not a lore, but both both things, I guess. It's it's just super interesting to me. Like, obviously, there's like the beast within allegories and and all that kind of stuff that that people talk through. But there's so much more going on with all of them, and um, there's different approaches, and and there's so many variables. Like, it, we talk about it as though it's like, oh, it's you're a wolf or you're not. It's literally the words you just said. Um, but then you get the whole there's there's a whole bunch of different things where it's like. Is the wolf the protagonist or the antagonist in the movie? Is the wolf bipedal, like a wolf man, or is it like a quadrupedal beast, like in uh, An American Werewolf in London? You know, is there a bunch of wolves, and are they going kind of head-to-head? Um, you know, all those sorts of things play into the movie. Um, you know, you have werewolf movies where there's a bunch of kills, and then you have movies like Teen Wolf where there are none, um, which is because it'd be weird if there, if there was more. Um, you know, how human the wolf is, like if it's a wolf that retains, seems to retain some sort of soul and humanity when it's in wolf form, um, you know, whether it's a curse or whether it's, um, whether it's a curse or a bite or some, a science experiment gone wrong or whatever, you know, like there's all these different things that play into it and whether or not the werewolf starts, you know, their, their human life is, is a thing. This was something me and Mike were just talking about, like whether or not the, the life starts it's like being decent and then it gets better or worse as a result of being a wolf like you could say that like in teen wolf scott howard's life gets better because he's a wolf in um in wolf uh will randall's life gets somewhat you know 
gets better because he's he's a wolf. In uh, in the Wolfman, Larry Talbot's life decidedly worse. The same thing with like, um, you know, the same thing with like, uh, um. David Kessler in American Werewolf in London. It gets worse as a wolf. So, I mean, there's all these types of variables, and it's kind of figuring out what works and what doesn't that makes it interesting. And I actually read most of those things off a little checklist we've started of <laughs> things we want to explore. <laughs> so thank you for the segue, Josh. Things we want to explore about about those wolves and what makes them I, different. I also think it is it is a really interesting thing because one of it's one of the only movies where you have your main character and for a lot of the movie that is the scariest and most difficult part of the movie, that main character is gone because they're a wolf now. Yeah. I don't think there is any other like type of movie where that happens, where you have your protagonist, you do all this work in the top to like show what their life is like, why we're rooting for them. And then they turn into a wolf yeah. and are gone. And I mean, that's not even always the case with werewolf movies. Like sometimes, you know, the werewolf isn't necessarily the protagonist. Like the protagonists are the people that are experiencing the wolf being around and stuff. But yeah, like when you have a movie like, um, you, when you have a movie like The Wolfman or An American Werewolf in London, where you, yeah, you have your protagonist and then, and you set them up and they are the lead in your movie. They are number one on the call sheet and then they are not there because the conflict in the movie is the other version of them, you know, and it, and it's them not being present. And the conflict in the movie is their, is, the, is their not, you know, is, is their absence, really. It's super interesting. I, I agree with all of that. And I think, you know, I think when you put it that way, I think that, you know, all of that stuff is uh, character and story. You can sort of build and that around your wolf. I guess my point is I'm surprised there aren't just a lot more, like a lot more really good werewolf movies because it's just something that we sort of all inherently understand. Like mm -hmm. you don't need to come in and set up the lore of a werewolf if you have a werewolf movie. But if like, you know, in the eighties when they came up with, you know, Freddy Krueger, who's now, you know, ubiquitous, like it was like the first movie, it's like, oh, he can get you in your dream. But then in the second one, he comes into the real world and you're sort of like, oh, well, what are the rules? Like I'm trying to figure this out. Like we, I mean, you can do a lot to change and have fun with the werewolf character, but right away when you sit in the seat, you kind of know what you're getting into. You totally. don't need to explain a wolf to me. Like, we all know what it's going to do. But, yeah, I think I think that it's that is actually one of the cons for a lot of people in that oh. um, to some degree it's not as – um, there's not as much real estate to explore because they, you know, they feel like a lot of the tropes and a lot of the lore is kind of in place, even though it, it's very fluid. And, and we're going to see as we watch the 60 already that are on our list plus movies, um, you know, it, it is, it, it very much changes. And, and another thing is that werewolf movies are as, as we've already ourselves learned in just one breakdown of a thing expensive um to do them well yeah. it they take a lot of time they take a lot of resources there was a period um i was reading i'm reading um in preparation for the uh for the podcast i'm gonna take the itunes gift card that i'm using as a bookmark out but um i'm reading uh faces of the moon which is a cultural history of werewolf film by craig ian mann and uh it's really interesting but one of the things that i i, I got from the book that i never thought about was that there was like a 14 year period where they didn't make werewolf movies in the U.S. There was no werewolf movies between 1957 and 1971 in the U.S., and that seems bonkers to me, um, especially since the 40s were such a big period for, for werewolf movies. 
But yeah, they're just like a, a thing that kind of gets put away. And then, I don't know, because of what they are. Like, I think some people think of them as kind of brutish storytelling and not really a chance to explore... You know, because with um, with stuff like zombie movies or vampire movies or um, you know these other uh, even haunted house stuff, there's a lot within those tropes to really explore, and they can really be a lot of different types of stories. And um, you know, vampires and zombies especially get to play into all different kinds of societal allegory and, and all kinds of different different things that way. And werewolves always kind of boil down to that beast within story, which is something that, that Craig mentions in his book. And we're hopefully going to have Craig on the show at some point. I've already been talking to him about it, so we definitely are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's, that's part of the thing, is that a, to a lot of people, um, to a lot of people, they, they kind of um, aren't as appealing in terms of uh, as a storytelling device that way. But the other thing is, is that when people do play with it, it becomes not a werewolf movie anymore. It's, it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's the same story, right? Um, and so, you know, in a lot of times when people play outside of, you know, play within the werewolf genre and then want to try to elevate it in some way, I hate that term, but like try to elevate it and make it a different version of a story, it becomes a different story and you don't, you know, at a very superficial level, you don't realize it's a werewolf movie. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. It, re- it reminds me of a uh, Gordon Ramsay going to eat in restaurants. He sits down and it's like, you're, you're trying to be too clever. Just, just like let the things speak for themselves. And I think like a werewolf could be is really does really well when it just kind of is a werewolf and speaks for itself. And you just let it do its thing. Uh, don't it, try and complicate it. it. Exactly. That it's the downtown hamburger. Um, I, I will always say (laughs) I use this as, I, I, I've never used this as as a thing for werewolf movies, but it's like, I always say that like, I don't like when, uh, you know, when like gastro pubs and, and different places try to like elevate hamburgers, you know, like they try to make, and they, they do different things and they use different kinds of buns and they like put a bunch of stuff in the patty and then they give you all these different, like there's, there's different cheeses and things and stuff that's put on it and all kinds of stuff. And I'm just like, or I could go to Monroe's. And I could get a, 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 a greasy meat patty in a steam bun in a wax paper bag. And it is the best hamburger in downtown St. John's. Um, yeah. And that's very much how I feel about werewolf movies. It's like, just give me, just give me like silver bullet, you know? Put like, it in a greasy bag. Yeah. yeah, it's just, just give me like, you know, I'm t- don't, don't try to like do the, just give me silver bullet is what I want. Um, what are, are we going to watch any that would be considered like the intellectuals werewolf movie? I think there are. Um, there's definitely some on the list. I don't know if like the howling three marsupials counts as that, but um, <laughs> listen, if they, if those werewolves have pouches, I mean, that's wild. The smaller werewolf in their werewolf pouch that they carry around. Uh, I so can't, many questions. I can't remember if that's a thing, but um, I don't know. I mean, that's a marsupial, right? I mean, technically like one. Yeah, that that's, that's a marsupial. I mean, there's certainly some here uh, on the list that um maybe when we when we look at them um considered considered elevated in some way shape or form um or at least trying to be um i don't know there's also you know there's also a a a trend of um of people making movies that have werewolf in the title that aren't about werewolves um, there's like, you know, so there's that and I'm like, ah, I don't trust you guys. Um, but yeah, like, I think there's going to be some that will watch the, will, that may be considered a bit more elevated in terms of werewolf movies, but, um, there's going to be a bunch that are, are not 
what's what's I what would be the opposite of elevated would be decline. I know that doesn't sound right. Dumbed down. <laughs> no, well, not even, but like you know, you know, there's some that are just fun. <laughs> we'll just yeah, go with that's fun. what I want. I want Dumb, the fun, fun ones popcorn movies, and that's uh, what a lot of them are. Um, and yeah, it's uh, you know, I, I, I like a lot of those. Um, Farty, what's what's your favorite werewolf movie before we start this whole process? Like to you, what's what's your this is my favorite werewolf movie? My favorite, I think, and I, I was thinking about this a little while ago, and I'm act I haven't seen it in a long time, and I'm afraid to say it, but it's Teen Wolf. Okay. Definitely the one that had the biggest impact on me, but I have no I, I have no idea how it stands up, how it holds up very well. I watch it all the it time. Does it? Yeah. Uh Teen Wolf 2, I saw I think before I saw Teen Wolf. Um, and that one does not hold up as well. But Team Wolf is fantastic. It's it's you know they're both classics. I love them both. They're, um, I actually considered uh, trying to get you guys to watch the 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 um, the cartoon series, like an episode of that, as a sample for this <laughs> for this like mini twenty minute thing that we're gonna do here, or it's already at sixteen minutes, so like half hour thing that we're doing here today. Um, <laughs> Like go watch it, watch an episode of, of the Teen Wolf cartoon, not the series like MTV series. I'm talking about the cartoon from the '80s, and yeah. That was based on the the original movie, and just watch that, and then unpack that the way we're talking about all the other movies. But I decided not to because I didn't want to turn you guys off from this concept before we got started. <laughs> but I love that show too. It's on Amazon Prime. If anybody hasn't checked it out, it's super fun. It's like this old amazing cartoon, and I think it's actually where most of my love for werewolves came from. Is like the 20 odd episodes of this show that I watched as a kid, um, I think is where like most of my, I love werewolves comes from. Uh, Josh, what about you? Uh, I'm going Canadian. I was just looking down on my phone. Cause I was like, I kept thinking of the wrong name for this movie. I kept thinking it was Jawbreakers, but I'm like, it's not Jawbreakers. Jawbreakers is something different. Ginger snaps. Right. Mm. I was like, it's, it's the food. I was like, there's a food title stuck in my yeah. head. Uh, yeah. I think that was a good one. It, it I, I liked that one. It was it was a new story. They did a lot of fun stuff with mm -hmm. character, but they kept the werewolf werewolf. And I'm like, I kind of like, I you know, that's, I like that. Yeah, I haven't, I watched Ginger, uh, Ginger Snaps again. Um, I saw it when it first came out. I've seen, I've only seen Ginger Snaps like tw two or three times, which is relatively small, a small number for me compared to a lot of other werewolf movies. Um, like the movie that we're actually going to start with, uh, that we're going to announce shortly, I've seen, Every bit of a hundred times, um, probably, I don't know, probably not a hundred, um, but more than ginger snaps. But yeah, ginger snaps is fantastic. And it's, and it is cool. I mean, ginger snaps is one of those movies. Like you could start making the argument that it's moving towards elevated, uh, in terms of what it did with the, with the lore and, and how it, um, you know, and how it tied that transformation into, uh, into, I guess in this case, it's late onset puberty, but you know, like how that changed, spoke to the other changes um you know all that stuff it's super interesting and, it, and it's done in a really well good way and uh yeah it's one I, like I'm, I'm i'm excited to get to that one on our list um you yeah. know our list is going to be kind of all over the place um in terms of timelines um we were asked if um i was asked when i was talking to craig ian Mann, the author of phases of the moon the other night uh he asked if we were going in chronological order and i was just kind of like no because that to me seems like um you, like it, it feels really front weighted for one, um, just because there's a severe decline. I think I think when you hit yeah. the '90s in terms of accessibility of, of filmmaking, that makes a lot of bad werewolf movies. But um, I think it's just more fun to kind of jump around and, and kind of um, 
find different themes to jump off and do different things and, and approach different ways. So, so we are going to go kind of all over the place with this, which I'm excited about. Yeah, we can explore different moods and really like mix up the palette. You know, if we, if we do a couple of like real spookies or real stinkers in a row. Yeah. We can save those, the nuggets that we know we love. Totally. Did we cover your favorite, Mike Hickey? Did your favorite werewolf um, movie? We haven't. Uh, we haven't. Thanks for asking. Um, you know, it's for me, it changes all the time. Um, for a long time, I, I would kind of swear by American Werewolf in London. Um, mm -hmm. My thoughts on that movie have actually kind of changed a little bit over the last few years. And I don't know if I feel like there's still parts of it that I very much love. Um, but I don't know if I would necessarily go out and say that it's my absolute favorite werewolf movie. Um, I really, uh, I really enjoy Howl. Uh, which came out a few years ago. It's a, a British movie about a bunch of people that are on, stuck on a train. That one's really good. Um, and, you know, like, honestly, the unrated, like, director's length version of the remake of The Wolfman is actually really good. Um, it has issues, but I, it's, it's, as a werewolf movie, it's just so great. There's so much to, so much fun to have with it, and it just kind of suffers from, um, um, it just kind of suffers from, um, uh, the fact that the director kind of got replaced on that movie like three weeks out. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Like the director of that movie, uh, got, uh, like was fired and then a new guy was rehired with like three weeks left of prep. And, um, so that movie kind of like, and as somebody who makes movies, it's very indicative to me of what's going on in terms of like issues with tone and some casting choices and some different things. Like you can see, like there was a couple of things that were just like, this person didn't have the time to fight for their vision of it and didn't have time to actually get that in focus. So it ended up being Joe Johnson, the guy who did um, like Captain America, first Avenger and he did the Rocketeer and he's done some great stuff. Um, and I think the Wolfman is one of them, but the theatrical, the theatrical version of that movie is very weak. The, the <laughs> unrated version is really good. There's actually a novel adaptation that I've read a couple times that I really like by Jonathan Mayberry. Um, it's, that's really good. And uh yeah, I mean, it just kills me because, like, they've kind of come to the Dark Universe. They went through the Dark Universe thing and Universal, and now they're moving into, like, this new version of stuff, and they're making the new Wolfman with Ryan Gosling, which is going to be really interesting, I think. But it just means that they're never going to remaster the audio of that 2010 Wolfman, which is horrible because, like, the, the audio mix in that movie is the worst part of the whole thing. It's so <laughs> bad. Um, but... You know, that's it. But yeah, so like I, I kind of go to, like I do love that one a lot. But yeah, the original Wolfman is also just so great. Like they're all, there's so many. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't name just one. I had to make a whole podcast about how much I love werewolf movies. This is like Sophie's too. choice for you. Yeah, <laughs> and it changes. It's like asking somebody what their favorite Beatles song. I'm like, I don't know what day is today. Like it changes so much. It just depends on my mood and um, a bunch of things. So, you know, all of them, but also none of them, but particularly these ones, but maybe that one today. I don't know. <laughs> it all changes. Um, one of the things that uh, I wanted us to talk a little bit about before we get too deep into the other stuff is that um, if more than likely you're listening to this on some sort of podcasting platform, so you're listening through uh, Anchor where we're, we host or through Spotify or iTunes or, you know, Stitcher or any uh, of those things, we're also on going to be, well, we're not right now, but we will be by the time um, this is, is live uh, on YouTube and we're going to post video of 
us recording the podcast on on YouTube, but also on occasion we're going to do like live episodes. We talked about live streaming stuff. Uh, the setup that we have for this makes it really easy for us to live stream, and so we're going to live stream episodes. Uh, probably like week the week of the full moon. We're going to do that as a fun little thing. We might have guests for those, um, which I'm excited about. And I can, but it's just really fun because. Um, I can, I can do things like, you know, we have kind of control over the branding of this. We can show clips. Um, we have the option to like, you know, put up a little ticker with information so I can put like little fun facts. Like, did you know a gathering of wolves is called a pack? A gathering of men is called a podcast. That is a joke that I made and it's a visual <laughs> joke. If you're listening on audio, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> you get, you're editing this. You can put a laugh track in. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude, I'm not though. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that, um, that, you know, that's a lot of the, the kind of housekeeping stuff. And the, yeah, the idea is just that we, we have some thoughts on werewolf movies and we want to have more thoughts on them and kind of pick ours apart. And you're going to probably hear a little bit about lunacy as, uh, as we're making other stuff. I guess, Josh, do you kind of want to describe a little bit about what our movie is at this point? Or do you not want to, do you want to just leave it and, and see where the next 60 odd werewolf movies take us? I'll give I'll give just a little brief like I'll try to this this will be an exercise for the elevator pitch. So Lunacy is a contemporary werewolf uh, film set in a small town in Newfoundland. I feel like the the elevator's already at the lobby, but uh, it is about uh, a small town in Newfoundland where the uh, a group of people are operating a summer theater festival. And a werewolf becomes involved, and it becomes a film about how far will a group of Theater professionals stick by the mantra of a show must go on. I think I think that's a good elevator pitch of it. Yeah, um, fair. Yeah, it all started uh, a long time ago. A buddy of mine, Mark Brown, who we'll probably have on the show at some point. Um, Mark wanted me to write a, a werewolf short, and he kind of gave me just the like he gave me a two line pitch of Can you write a movie uh, like a, a short that is you know like the Wolfman knows what you did last summer, like Wolfman. A guy hits a hits a guy with his car. That guy turns out to be a werewolf and stalks him. Um, I realized after it was like it reminds me of a thing. It was it's an episode. It's like one of the Simpsons stories. I went a completely different way with it, um, but that's what became the first version of, of this movie. That was like thirty odd pages. It was like the first thing I ever wrote as a screenplay, and then I tried to turn it into a ninety page screenplay, which meant I just like threw a bunch of weird like scenes together and didn't really have a story to tell. And then. Um, me and Josh got together, and yeah, like this is where we're at with it now, and it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of cool things. There's actually, if you're interested uh, in a little bit of insight into it, there's a scene from the movie that's been explored in a in a book. Oh, that's right. I was, I was sitting there going, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And I then I remembered, and I wrote that, too. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Ooh>. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was setting it up for you to talk about, but sure. So uh, this past fall, a book called Terror Nova uh, came out. Uh, it's an anthology that uh, I wrote the rapper for. Josh wrote a story in. Um, Mike did nothing with it. He had nothing. I to read do. it. You read it. Oh, did you? You actually read it. I did read it. You didn't. You didn't say. So I assume. Okay, I'll just take that for. I actually said it like thirty seconds ago, but you can check. I'll, I'll, okay. Did you of like course it? I read it. Did you like it? 
Yeah, it was great. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Josh took uh, one of our all of our favorite scenes in the in the movie in the script as it is now, and uh, took that scene and kind of uh, elaborated on it and provided some backstory on some characters and stuff. And it got uh, it's really fun. Uh, so if you want to uh, check out some an idea of what the the tone and what the movie is uh, hopefully going to be, you can check that out. But in the meantime, uh, we're gonna be here like every week for a lot of weeks watching werewolf movies and. Uh, we're going to watch one that we uh, actually already watched together a while ago. And uh, so the way we're going to do this is we are going to watch a movie on our own time and then come together and just kind of chat through it. And that's going to be it. So this week we are going to tackle Wolf, which is actually really exciting for me. It's, uh, I think, the first, the first adult werewolf movie that I saw. Um, I think it was like one of the first movies that I watched as a, as a kid that was intended for adults that wasn't like Teen Wolf, you know? Um, and so I'm really excited that it's the first one we're, we're going to get into on this cause Jack Nicholson is fantastic in it. Michelle Pfeiffer is fantastic in it. James Spader is just wonderfully bonkers in it. Um, <laughs> I know like, was that, when we watched this, uh, a couple years ago, we, like I said, we rented a cabin and for a weekend and just like went and hung out and watched werewolf movies and got drunk and it was super fun. Um, was that the first time either of you guys have watched that movie? Yeah. Yeah. It was the first time for me. And have you watched it since? No, I haven't. No. Okay. <laughs> In fact, I think one of the only things I remember is Jace is a James Spader going just full Nicholas Cage towards the end. Of <laughs> he the does. Movie. He pisses on a guy's shoe, and it's great. Yeah. No. Uh. No. Jack Nicholson pisses no, was- on James Spader's shoes. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's so good. It's such a great movie. Uh. But we're gonna watch that, and then uh next Friday, uh March twelfth, twenty twenty one. Um, is when the episode will be released. So we will watch it at some point over the next few days ourselves, and then we're going to get back together, and we're going to record a discussion where we talk through the movie and our favorite parts of it and uh, and all that good stuff and just kind of review it amongst ourselves and talk about our favorite moments and, and all that kind of stuff. If there's anything um, that as you guys are listening to this now about Wolf that stands out to you, let us know. Uh, if there's anything you want to make sure we discuss, let us know. If you have any comments on your thoughts of the movie, let us know. Uh, we're uh, at that lunacy on Twitter. We're working on all the other places. Um, <laughs> I had I, years ago when we first started working on the movie, I set up um, that's lunacy at gmail.com. And now I forgot the password. And Gmail has me locked out and isn't letting me do They're like, just set up a new thing. I'm like, but it's so good. I parked it for three years on purpose. And now I'm trying to like get access to the email so I could like get, uh, you know, Facebook and all the other stuff. So uh, Facebook will be up before the week's out. Same with, we. I don't know if we're going to do Instagram. It feels redundant with our own, all of our other ones. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so, so keep an eye out for Twitter, Facebook, and uh, YouTube because... Uh, this is gonna this video that we're recording of this audio that you're listening to, also on YouTube. Um, <laughs> and if you have anything that you really want to like get off your chest, just like have written down uh, that you really need to tell somebody, just email that's lunacy at gmail dot com. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's out there in the universe. We can't read it, but yeah. you know, if we ever guess that password, then we can. Uh, like I'm sure we I can hear your confessions. I, I know I have an idea of what it is, and I just can't get it right. Just like, start saying all your passwords right yeah, now, and right? then maybe one will kick it off. 
Yeah, I don't know. And I can't remember if it was like one of those things I just put like a generic thing on. If I saved it as like a keychain pack, I have no idea. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see if I can get into that. Um, but guys, yeah, like this has been super fun. Uh, just kind of prepping this. Like I know, like uh, I'm really excited to kind of dig in now and actually watch and talk about one of these movies. Uh, Wolf, of course, being the first one. So um, I'm not sure werewolf is these days you can go to um i'll do this right now while i've got everybody here um i i'll own it on dvd so that's my answer but uh to check streaming platforms for you wolf is uh available to stream on uh ctv uh hd <laughs> um you can rent it on google play cineplex youtube uh Apple TV or Microsoft market, and you can buy it on all of those as well. And like I said, it's, it's showing up as like on a CTV on demand. So uh, if you have that, you can check it out. And of course you could also just like buy it or rent it. No, well, you can't, I don't think you can rent DVDs anymore. Can you? I don't know. But anyway, I don't any, think so. Any movie like this that we're talking about. Um, if you're, uh, I use just watch now is just watch.com. You can just type in kind of any movie title and it'll tell you where in Canada you can access it. So, um, that's a cool thing that I do. Um, and that's where you can check out Wolf. If, uh, if you haven't, uh, if you, <laughs> you don't have it on your DVD shelf already, like I do. Um, and if you do have it on your DVD shelf or, you know, somewhere else to watch Wolf, be sure to email that information to that's, that's lunacy at gmail.com. <laughs> I can't. And when, then we'll be able to find it. It's going to be such a great running joke throughout the throughout the course of this. It's just like an email. That's at gmail.com. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, we'll, you know, other movies will will happen. Um, guys, is there anything you want to you want to leave people with uh, as we end this little intro? This is the 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 movie we're gonna do. Episode. I guess yeah. like a sense of excitement and maybe dread. That's fair. So start feeling that, please, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> that seems fair. Josh? No, I think that was that was as that was as good as it gets, just to get a little excitement and dread <laughs> and well done, Faraday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Great. And, See everyone Friday. And like I said, if you, we we are definitely at that at that lunacy on on Twitter, guys. Uh, how can uh, how can people find you in the meantime for other things that aren't uh, talking about werewolf movies? I'm a little bit off the grid. You know, I shredded my credit cards. I'm buying gold. I'm living in a bunker. Um, but uh, every once in a while, I post on Twitter at Mike Fardy, and maybe this podcast will make me tweet more. There you go. Um, I deleted all my social medias with the one exception of Instagram. So I guess you can find me at Josh Gowdy or Joshua Gowdy. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm Friday said I'm off the grid as a joke. I am legit off the grid. <laughs> like, I'm like one more bad week away from full tinfoil hat living in a yurt. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I got, to, oh wow. That was loud. Uh, sorry guys. Um, and, uh, Mike, I know, um, you also have another podcast. Yes, that's right. I, uh, we have a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, which is kind of a horror comedy, um, Dungeons and Dragons long running campaign called Wonders and Blunders. Uh, so for much more frequent tweets, you can follow Wonder and Blunder on Twitter or any social media. They're all over the place. That's great. Um, and Josh, you, in a you're just writing in a, in a bunker. I'm in, I'm in the bunker. 
You're not doing anything Tin else. Tinfoil hat strapped onto my head. No. Oh, uh, no. I might have something to update in a few days because I haven't told you about this yet. But anyway. This Ooh, is- NCA stuff. Tra- trailer. Trailer. Or, no, not trailer. Cliffhanger. There you go. Feel dread. Feel dread. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm I'm working on a, on a bunch of stuff, I, uh, but nothing to worry about right now besides this. Uh, so yeah, you can find me at Hickey Comma Mike on all the different spots, but um, that you can, you know, see me complain too much about uh hockey and fonts and stuff on on all the the platforms but until next time next week when we watch wolf and we get back and we talk about wolf um have a very fun week guys and and uh you know try to uh try i don't know like i haven't figured out what a what a good sign off for this is going to be yet I've been trying to think for like five minutes about a good Howl sign off. Uh, yeah, I so know, right? If you have any good ideas for Howl sign offs, please email them to that's lunacy at gmail.com <laughs> and we'll pick one lucky listener and that'll be our sign off forever. Uh, all right. Well, uh, until next time, find us at that's lunacy at gmail. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, I'm going to end it here. Goodbye. Bye.